Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had. And she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first. And she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly. But when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the word, pray the word, study the word, proclaim the word, and live the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. From the seventh Sunday of Easter, what was a helpful or new thought from the readings or from the homily you heard on Sunday? And from what you learned, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Well, Ken had, God loves us not for who we are, but because of who he is. His application I will try to be like Christ and accept others because Christ accepts me. Mercy is for those who do not deserve it. 
I am blessed that Ken left me books where he wrote in the, his um, personal questions down so I can share those with you. He had so much wisdom. And for me, uh, Jesus's prayer to our father to consecrate us in the truth and his word is truth touched me. For my application, his word convicted me of the truth of who I was when I read 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8, the chapter on love. His word opened my eyes and brought me into repentance to confess my sinful anger. When I turned to God and cried out to him saying I didn't know how to love, he flooded me with his unconditional love and spoke to me through Psalm 32, saying, I will instruct you and show you the way you should walk, give you counsel and watch over you. What a powerful promise he made to me. And this was a long time ago. And um, he's still counseling me and watching over me. Thank you, Lord. This Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. The first reading from Acts 2, 1 to 11, tells exactly what happened on the day of Pentecost. And the second reading talks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I suggest you do the whole lesson to grasp the power the Spirit wants to give you. I pray you experience the presence and power of the Holy Spirit in a new way as you do this lesson and you come into a deeper personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. The gospel is from John 20, 19 to 23. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked, where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. The word of the Lord. The questions: why did the disciples lock the doors of the place where they were? John 20, 19, for fear of the Jews. I know I was full of fear before I came to know the Holy Spirit and know who he was. I came to know him through the study of the word and mostly through this Bible study has helped me so much to know who the Holy Spirit is because I look to him to teach and direct me every time I read it, do the lessons. Who came and stood before them? Jesus. And what did he say to them? Peace be with you. When he had said this, what did he show them? His hands and his side. What did the disciples do at the sight of the Lord? They rejoiced. I know for me, when I recognize the Lord's presence, I rejoice and get all excited that he made himself known to me. 
A friend of mine is a lector, and she told me when she proclaims the word, she gets so excited and full of the joy of the Lord. Personal. In what way has our Lord appeared to you when you have been gathered with others praying? And what has been your response? Ken wrote, he has appeared to me in thought, in prayer, in scripture, through other people. His response was joy and surprise. For me, I was recently at a mag mag Magnificat breakfast, and he appeared to me during the praise and worship during the speaker's testimony. And when the priest prayed over my pastor at the end, he appeared in so many of my sisters gathered there. I was overjoyed being with all my sisters, sharing the Lord with each other after a long time not meeting because of COVID-19. It felt so good to be together in worshiping you, the Lord. What did Jesus say again? And what is his gift to us? Peace be with you. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. Over and over, the Lord tells us not to be afraid, that he's with us. And more we come to recognize his presence within us. And he wants to use us to bring others to him. The more we become, have that peace within us. Whom is the Father sent? Jesus. And who sends us? Jesus says in John 20, 21, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. What did Jesus do to the to the disciples. He breathed on them. And what did they receive? The Holy Spirit. John 20, 22. How did the Lord God form man? And how did he give him life? Genesis 2, 7 says, The Lord God formed man out of the clay of the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life. And so man became a living being. The Holy Spirit is that breath of life. He gives us life. If we forgive men's sin, what happens to them? They are forgiven. And if we hold them bound, what happens? They are held bound. What did Jesus say on the cross to the Father? And whom should we imitate? Luke 23, 34 says, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And we should imitate Jesus, of course. Personal. How do others see in you, spiritually and physically, the breath of his life? Ken said, they see his power in my teaching and preaching. And how do others see you living out your sign of baptism through repentance, which means change? They see I am not as critical of others, less judgmental and more accepting of others than before. 
And how do others see you as you practice forgiveness of others and ask others to forgive you? And he said, very open. How often do you feel the need for the sacrament of reconciliation and why? And Ken said, as often as I can. And I answered that too. How do others see in you spiritually and physically the breath of his life? Um, I answered that unforgiveness and anger were great blockages for me from having the power of the Holy Spirit. Repentance came through the word of God and my life changed. Others now see me as someone who knows she is loved by God spiritually and physically. How do others see you living out your sign of baptism through repentance, which means change? When I do or say something that may hurt someone, I ask for forgiveness and confess my wrongdoing. And how do you others see you as you practice forgiveness of others and ask others to forgive you? By forgiving as Christ has forgiven me, even though they may still be in sin. I feel the need when I do or say something wrong at the time, I do it. But I see the need for monthly confession to verbalize to the priest my sins and receive the forgiving love of Jesus through the priest. Many times my penance has been a scripture that pertains to the sin I've committed. And it's like God's healing balm being ministered to me. I love it when the Lord talks to me through the word and he does that daily. You know, I had one priest that always gave me uh, a little sticky note with a scripture on it. And it was amazing. He was able to give me that for my penance because um, it, it pertained exactly to what I was in there for. And it helped me tremendously. So our commentary for John 20, 19 to 23 Today's gospel passage reveals to us the incredible gift of the Holy Spirit being given publicly to the disciples of Jesus by Jesus himself. This is a tremendous feast day in the church. We look back and we see that Advent was a time to prepare for the incarnation of God, God becoming man. Christmas was the happening of this great incarnation act. We then moved into Lent and began to prepare ourselves for the sufferings endured by Christ on our behalf during his holy week. We celebrated victory in Jesus' triumph over death, which made possible our union with him in heaven. Today, we celebrate in Pentecost the Holy Spirit being sent by Christ to abide within his church. This means abiding in you, me, and all believers of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit gives the church the power to preserve, to teach, to explain, and spread the gospel of good news, which is a message of hope and love for everyone in the world. The same Holy Spirit who came upon the disciples and all of the people in the upper Rome is the same spirit who wants to abide in us. We can let him come into our heart right now 
by getting down on our knees and confessing our sins to the Lord. Invite him to come and take up residence in your temple and let him take control of your life. His power will flow through you and your life will never be the same again. His peace will be your peace and it will be a peace that surpasses all understanding. Philippians 4, 7. The power from the Holy Spirit helps all of us live a life of holiness and wholeness. We need to always remember that God's plan for each one of us is to live a life that is abundant and full. John 10, 10. The Holy Spirit gives us the power in the name of Jesus to bind Satan and his cohorts and in his name to loosen the spirit of life of the Lord Jesus to heal, to restore, and to forgive. We can release others from the bondage of sin by our compassion and forgiveness. We are more than conquerors. We are children of the living God, and we are called to set the captives free and give sight to the blind. We do that by forgiving them and loving them through the power of the Holy Spirit and in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Pentecost, the harvest is now. The kingdom of God is at hand. Come and be fishes of men. I pray that the Holy Spirit today will fill you with his love and power and fill all of us with gratitude for all that God has done for us. The application, the first reading tells us that Pentecost Sunday is celebrated as the birthday of the church. The second reading reveals that the gifts are for the good of the community. The gospel shows us that to receive the Holy Spirit is to receive power. Let us take a long look at our gifts and then share them with others this week. You might visit someone who is sick or visit someone in jail. You might write a letter to someone who is lonely or cook someone a special meal. Do something beautiful for God this week and keep on giving your gift away. God will never let you be without a gift. Try it. You'll like it. Remember, you are a temple of the Holy Spirit, and he wants to use your hands, your feet, your voice, your ears, your mouth to heal those broken and hurting in this mixed-up world. The power is right in you, and the Spirit will move from within you if you just let him. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this lesson. Thank you for sending us your Holy Spirit. When you ascended into heaven, you said you would not leave us alone or often, but you sent us your Spirit. So you are alive in us today. You're in us. You're in the Father, and the Father is in you. And you are in, in the Father, and we are in you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your love. Thank you for being in us. Thank you for sending us your spirit and not leaving us often. The spirit you tell us is a comforter. Thank you for comforting us in our sadness and that lonely time. Thank you for always being there for us, Lord. 
We thank you and we praise you. You're the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings, worthy of all praise and honor and glory. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S. G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.